Hello and welcome to Parade of Dicks. I'm your host, Lucy Buttons, here with my co-producer, John L. Hello. See, now you got to practice again. There you go. Fancy so, meeting you here. I know. Uh, thanks a lot for not picking me up from the airport yesterday. I was I hoping apologize. to do this podcast right on my on way route. home. Yes. Well, I was all excited from my trip to Memphis. So I have never been to Tennessee before. Um, one of our friends, Velvetina Taylor, moved her. down there and has a couple of shows down there. I did let her know your offer is still open. Don't awesome. worry. Um, <laughs> so hey, she has a couple of... Sh- what? Oh, that's all, all anybody can ask for is just like provide them with data and then there do you it go. to bills. So she um, is running a weekly and a monthly show right now down there. And once a month they align on the same weekend. So I went down there to perform in both of them, uh, which was super fun. They were both with live bands. Ooh, and you always wanted to, per- you all, you love performing with live bands. I have. Yeah. yeah I, I said, performed yeah. with live bands a lot. And I really feel like I'm hitting my stride with it where like, I'm killing it. Everybody says yeah. I'm killing it. Um, so even the second act in the second show, I forgot to put my gloves on and I got on stage. I was like, fuck, that's like half my costume because I actually do two layers. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started the audience had been wanting to tip all show. And we didn't we don't do that at that particular show because it's a stage show. And I was like, come up here, bring me your money. And so then they all got to put it in different places, which in Tennessee is very scandalous. <laughs> um, but anyway, right off of our Pennsylvania trip, you know, you and I had talked about and on a couple of podcasts ago talked about how um, we were going to start swiping when we traveled more. You so change your a couple location. days, change the, your location, perspective place. Correct. So a couple days before I went to Memphis, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this. I haven't been having any luck. The person that I've been seeing for a few months now has had COVID since like December. I haven't seen him. I had COVID before that. So I don't even know. I might not have seen him since October. Like, I don't even know what's going on now. He's still sick. And I was like, I got to keep dating until something happens, you know? So I paid for Bumble for a month. Which is Ooh. now forty dollars a month. What? Um. So that, yeah. Holy shit! Expensive. I know. I was gonna pay for so a bundle because I, I have a great line now, but maybe not. Yeah. So one thing that's cool about it is you can see all the people that swipe you because you know sometimes it's like, oh, you missed a potential match. It's like, no, I fucking didn't. I wasn't interested in that person. Um. But now you can see, so that can it, I can just pick them, and then it's an automatic match. So that's kind of cool. And then I can do travel mode. So I switched it to Memphis. Um, for the weekend and immediately started matching with people and you know there's a lot of beardos down there almost everyone has a beard (laughs) some country bumpkins a lot of conservatives and like people I would not be interested in Um, but I wasn't spending a lot of time looking at their profiles because I didn't know what I was looking for I I I thought maybe I'll have someone to show me some cool place in Memphis I've never been and like meet someone and learn something new and just you know like I'm figuring out my life again now so I thought I would just enjoy whatever experience I had and not think too much about it. So one of the people that I matched with, um, I matched with because they were a salsa dancer. So normally when I, yes, if you're listening and you don't know, I am very passionate about salsa dancing. I have spent many, many hours at various clubs all around the city. Salsa dancing used to teach ballroom and Latin dancing uh, professionally. 
And um, it's the most accessible form of partner dancing in the city. So I do it as I did it a lot more before a car accident years ago, but I love it. Um, so I was like, that's a really fun way to see another city. I used to go swing dancing sometimes when I would travel, but salsa's cool. Um, and if there's a salsa scene in Memphis, like, let's do it. So normally on Bumble, the woman has to say the first message with mm-hmm. any match and do it within 24 hours 24 and the man has matching. to respond. And then you can do whatever. Yeah. So, um, but in this case, I said, hey, I see you like to salsa. Uh, can you take me salsa dancing or something like that in the first message, which is not what I normally do. Normally, mm-hmm. I kind of lean back and let the guy pursue. Um, but I was on a mission. I was only there for a weekend. Yeah. And like, that sounds fun. He said, absolutely. Let's go salsa dancing. He made a plan with me for like Whoa. the next day or whatever. I'm and, glad that there's salsa and, dancing on the docket, too, on that day that you were there. It was going to be a weekend. Anyway. Well, yeah, it wasn't actually on that date. That was a little miscommunication. But he went back and forth with me like, do you have time, blah, blah, blah. Because obviously I'm there to see my friend and to work. And I was confused about the show dates. And I, it was a mess. Um, but so I, I arrived on Thursday. I thought there had was a show Thursday night. There wasn't. Um, but Velvetina had a little plan for us to go out and stuff. So I said, you know, I'll, I'll have dinner with her and then um, probably meet you after. And I thought he could come there or whatever. We- I'm so sorry. Did you hear that? <laughs> a little bit. Could you hear what just happened? Okay, sorry. Somebody's calling. <laughs> Feel free to bleep that out. That was my mom calling. Um, I don't know how to turn that off on my computer while we're recording. My bad. No, our bad. Um, Your love. So... So I was going to just walk across the street to meet him, but um, the one drink turned into two drinks, turned into some tapas. You know how I feel about tapas. But just was not happy. But eat more. (laughs) I had, I had some dessert. It was fine. And lots of cocktails. And then they were doing shots and I was trying to get him to leave and, and, and Velveteen's boyfriend showed up and then the bartender said, well, we're closing, but we can all go someplace else. And it was like, you know, it's Southern time. So I was supposed to, we, we went out at seven. I was supposed to meet the guy like eight or eight 30. It's now nine o'clock and we're still there. And the boyfriend's just like slugging down the drinks. And I was like, come on, we gotta, I gotta go. Like, I don't want to stand this person up. I was annoyed that the dancing was off because I found out literally as we were walking into the door of the restaurant. So it's 20 something degrees in Tennessee, which is very cold and not normal. And I thought I was going salsa dancing. So I had a little sleeveless dress on and fishnets with my boots and had my shoes along with me thinking I was going salsa dancing and a sweater over it. And then when I found out that wasn't happening, I was like, I'm not wearing the right thing to go out. I should be in like jeans or, you know, whatever. Um, and I was annoyed. I'm like, how do I do this? Because if we're going to go salsa dancing tomorrow, I only have the one dress that I brought. You know what I mean? So I went and I changed in the bathroom at the restaurant. (laughs) I had brought leggings for warmth, um, to go over after I was done dancing, put the leggings on as though they were pants, even though they're not and the sweater. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to invite the guy to meet us here. It was a whole like annoying thing. Finally, they were like, but we're closing. Don't have him come here. But he definitely would have had enough time because they weren't closing fast enough. I fucking can't do Southern time, man. Like it does not work for me. That's not a New Yorker thing at all. So they told me where we were going and I told him to meet us there. And then he got there and they still weren't fucking done. 
So I just was like, whatever, I'm walking over there. Like, this is annoying. It's rude to him. This is not how I function. Like, I'm just going to go over there. You guys can come when you're ready. Um, so I went over there, meet him. He was okay. He was okay looking. We walk in, we sit down, we have a drink. It was like through another bar, total, like to me, dive bar, country kind of bar. Um, so we were talking, then they came in like really shortly after and the rest of the bar staff from the other place came in. It was all right. We were talking. And to be honest, um, when the night was over, I was pleasantly surprised. I had a really good time oh. with this person. I am glad. I was like, that's kind of cute. I wasn't expecting that. And I had messaged with a bunch of other people. One person asked me to go out that night, but I didn't get the message in time, whatever. And this guy was like, can I see you tomorrow? What are you doing Ooh. tomorrow? And I was like, well, so originally our friend Betsy Propane, who's been on the show before, she was supposed to be there the same weekend. And she and I were going to go to Graceland together and do some things together because Velvetina, like, of course, can't do everything. She's got other stuff to tend to for her productions. Um, so I said to him, well, I've been trying to figure out who to go to Graceland with. Do you want to go? And he was like, yeah, I'll go to Graceland with you. So Aww. the next day. Perfect. Yeah. So the next day he picks me up and I was like, are you keen to get a bite first? Cause I was kind of hungry. And he said, yes. So we went and got something to eat. Um, and then we went to Graceland, which, uh, was interesting to see first you see the mansion, then you see the rest of the stuff. I will say if you've never been there, like I didn't expect it to be as long as it was. If you actually walk through and read everything and they have like little headset. It was a lot of information that you did not need. Um, <laughs> unless you're like a ginormous Elvis fan, even once you get to the costume exhibition, there was a bunch of other people's costumes there, like Michael Bublé's costume and these fucking like pop stars and rock stars and other kind. And I was like, I don't, I'm trying to see Elvis's costumes. Like what the fuck is this shit? Um, so finally we got done and we were just, you know how you get burnt out if you're in a museum too long. Mm -hmm. We were kind of burnt out by the end of it. Um, and it was funny, too, because, you know, of course, you're taking pictures and other people on the tour are asking you to take their pictures. So then they're like taking our pictures together, Aww. even though we weren't together. And I was like, thanks. I was like, can you um, now take one of me alone <laughs> <laughs> just in case I don't have to prop you up? Um, but he was a good sport about all that stuff. And we had a good laugh about it. And then he still wanted to spend more time with me, even though we'd spent like the whole fucking day together. And so we went and got a coffee and we were sitting there talking, whatever. And then I had a show to do. So he dropped me off so I could get ready. He um, asked several times if he could come to the show that I was night. Say. And I told him, yeah, I told him he could, you know, normally I don't let people come to shows unless I've had sex with them first. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to like date them, if I might have sex with them. Um, but obviously I was there just for the weekend. So I was like, whatever I told him he could come if he came also on Saturday, but brought friends because I'm trying to sell tickets to the show. So he's like, okay. And it was actually at a place near where he lives and where he hangs out at a whole bunch. He tried to take me there the first night. So, um, he came to the show. Uh, the show was very good. We were dancing with Albert King Jr., who's like a famous musician, a little band. It was instrumental, had a great reaction, super fun. Um, and then we were supposed to go salsa dancing. And he made sure to remind me when he dropped me off earlier that salsa dancing was officially our third date. Oh, 
Counting the dates. He was counting the dates. So mind you, because he had asked me if he could take me out the next night too. And I was like, no, you get a three and two. You're not, I have other things to do this weekend besides hang out with you because I was trying to go on dates with other people, Mm -hmm. but also trying to spend time with Velvetina. So um, after the show's done, Velvetina's like, you kids have a good night. And then um, we go, are you still there? Yeah, okay. And then we go salsa dancing. The problem though is when we get to the salsa spot because it's like 29 degrees, it was fucking freezing cold for Memphis. He didn't even have like a warm enough coat for any of this. He was freezing outside waiting for me the first night. colder than here too. We only had to walk. It was really cold. Um, But I was dressed appropriately other than that my legs were out. So I was like mostly okay. Um, And we go in and because it's so cold and because they're not used to it, there was like seven people in the salsa club and it was early. It wasn't that late, but because there was so few people, they started closing. And at first they were playing bachata and he had asked me to do bachata. And and when we were on Bumble, I said, you know, I don't prefer it. And when I was there, I was like, I fucking hate bachata. I'm not doing bachata. It's not my dance. I don't like it. He was like, um, that's not what you said. I was like, well, that's what I meant. I was just saying it politely. <laughs> so by this time, he's already learned like how I really talk. So his some other guy that was there like teaches me a little bit of kazamba because I didn't know how to do that. He had requested some salsa songs so we could dance and they played them. But after the lights started going up to kick us out. So I'd had one cocktail. We get to dance uh, one or two songs and then the place is closed and everybody leaves like almost immediately. And he's still trying to hang out with me and I don't want to go anyplace else. It's too fucking cold. I don't want to walk someplace else. I'd already told him when we were walking there, I was like, it's going to really suck for you. Cause he was cuddling me on the way there. It was no chicken oh. wing. He like, he didn't have a proper coat. So he had his arm around me and he was squeezing my ribs so tightly with his <laughs> hand down there. I was like, you're kind of crushing me. And even like in um, Graceland, there's a little movie at the beginning and there was very few people on our tour and there was plenty of room to sit. And he sat like right up against me. And I was like, do you have enough room? And I moved over a little bit and he just kept moving closer. You could tell he was really into me. Right. And he's giving me all sorts of compliments, which were nice. But when someone gives you that many compliments, it's Mm -hmm. kind of uncomfortable. It feels a little cheesy. Yeah. It needs to be like like, well-paced. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. And I told, I was like, I'm kind of shy. And, you know, when we had the coffee, uh, I was like, you know, the thing is like, those are all nice things that you think I'm good looking or whatever. But like, I really, at the end of the day, I want someone to know me. So I'd rather have a compliment. Like you're a very kind person or like, like, I love how you treated that old lady that needed help or like something like that, something more meaningful. I was like, the fact that you, the rest of them just seemed like you're trying to fuck me. And he was like, okay, fair enough. He's like, I am, but like, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'd made it clear on the way to salsa that he was going to be walking home alone and it was going to suck more for him. Cause I was going to get an Uber from there and go the fuck home. Um, and so when the place started closing, I called my Uber but I'm in Memphis. I'm not in New York City. It was 15 minutes before the Uber could get to me. So Ooh. I didn't want to sit at the bar because everyone else left. I was like, let's walk towards the door and stand in the little vestibule. So 
the doorman, the security person was standing outside when we did that. And he started to open the door because they do that in the South. And I said, do you mind if we close the door and just stay in here until my car gets here? Cause it's really cold. He's like, no, not at all. And he came into the vestibule with us. I don't know why he did that. I, I was like, we could have had our little, you know, Moment. I have not yet kissed him. We're on our third day. Yeah. But he joined us, but he knew him. He, cause he's, he salsa dances all the time. So he's like, this guy is a really nice guy. He's really consistent, very popular. He chatted him up. He like bragging about this guy for like 10 minutes. And, um, we, okay. So I didn't tell you what he does yet. He works for the FAA. Okay. Um, Federal aviation. Yeah. For the airport stuff. So so what are we going to call him? FAA guy. That seems weird. Airport guy. guy. We'll call him Memphis. We'll call him Memphis. Memphis. Guy. There's only one Memphis guy. So Memphis, um, he, he knew him and he's chatting him up. And Memphis was like, she's going to go home. And I was just saying like one more drink. And the doorman's like, just go for the one more drink. He's like, you're only in town for the weekend. Who knows? I met a woman once who a guy helped her carry her groceries home. And what do you know? Years later, they're married and blah, blah, blah. Like just a half an hour. This guy is like, I was like, did you pay him? Like, why is he doing this? He's like, no, I didn't. I was like, you should. He's really like, he's your biggest fan. And he was like, come on, just I was like, it's cold. And he was like, he's like, come on. I said, maybe if it was like right across the street or next door, but both places were closed. And I was like, I'm just going to go. So my, my cabs counting down the whole time this is happening from 15 minutes. I'm now down to four minutes. And finally I gave in, I canceled my Uber because he thought of a place around the corner. Now he said around the corner, but that was a little bit of a lie because it was around the corner and then around another corner, which means it was block and a half away and not at all that close. Didn't tell you which corner, but it was around. It was. It was technically (laughs) around the corner. So I canceled my cab. We went over there. He was very happy about it. And the cocktail there was great. It matched my dress. I posted it in my stories if you saw it. And so um, I was like, okay, you got half an hour and then I'm going. And he was like, okay, because I was also trying not to drink too much. I woke up the first day hungover, trying to get to Graceland. I don't want to be hungover again, you know, and I got to work and all this stuff. But it was also really, there was a weird thing that happened that night, which is not important to any of the story. So we have a drink and then his friends were over at another place and he wanted to go over there. I was like, no, 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 no. The deal was to come here. You get a half an hour. That's it. He's like, okay. I was like, if you want your friend to meet me, have them come over here. And also when we were walking to the salsa place from my show out of these huge glass windows, like there are in Williamsburg, some guy like waves out the window, knows him as well. And then I was like, he's wondering who the fuck you're with. So then I waved back, you know, and now there's two other people coming to hang out with us at this Look place. At so they come over. Yeah. So I meet his friends and one friend I won over pretty quickly, but the other man was not having, he was like a very gay man, <laughs> which is not a PC <laughs> thing to say, but you know what I mean by that. And um, he was not liking that I was there. So oh. uh, it's worth mentioning that uh, Memphis is a black man. Mm-hmm. And so we had a discussion the first night about dating interracial, interracially in the South and okay. how it's a little bit different. Um, and everybody does sort of know everybody there, even though it's a city, people sort of know each other. So 
if I were to live there and be seen out with him being a black man and me being a white lady, I would be labeled as a white lady that only dates black guys. Interesting. And he, he said that he can't just walk up to a white woman and like hit on her because it wouldn't be PC. And we tried to ask another guy that was with us who was also a black man. He kind of avoided the question. He really wanted to ask the other white girls who live there um, what their reactions would be if a black man tried to hit on them. But that was his takeaway from it. So um, I think that maybe his friend didn't like that I was there because of that. And because Memphis was so sort of smitten on me already. Maybe, or maybe they had a dark history and Memphis is by and, you know, never know. Need to come back maybe. and get more stories. Maybe. So um, I had to win him over, which I did pretty quickly because the bartender was a dick to him. And, you know, me with my New Yorker self, I was like, what is that? Like, so I reordered his drink and whatever. It was a whole little scene. I got him laughing and then it was fine. Um, so I had a drink. I think I had another one cause it was a really good drink. He was rubbing up on my leg. He was getting close and I wanted to kiss him, but Ooh, a we're in a bar. Why is there a butt? Because a we're in a bar and he told me there's all these weird political things I have to think about because I'm in the South and B, um, he had a beard. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> And it wasn't even like a trim beard where it was even all over. It was like a not long, but like a little longer around the chin. Like not, okay. you know, little just little length there. And that is gross. So I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. But it was be- he was so sweet. He was already talking about like, you know, asking me what I'm looking at. The first date, he asked me what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And I said husband hunting. And he said he was wife hunting. Um He's like, you know, are you married to New York? He was asking me all these very serious things. And Velveteen told me, she's like, if you go on dates out here, like they are ready. They are ready to settle down and all these things. She's like, so if you go on them, you have to be ready. I did not understand the extent of what she meant when she said that. Um, But he was definitely already like talking and um, talking about seeing me again. He'd really like to see me again and all these things. And he wasn't just talking about on the trip. So from there, by then I was kind of drunk. And then we went to some other place and I got in his friend's car and we drove to this other place. We went in and then I was my usual, let's say social self. <laughs> so by social, I mean obnoxious. So I um, started giving all the guys at the bar shit about their beards. And <laughs> he was like totally smitten on me now and telling his friend that he was going to trim his beard. And the friend was like, don't you dare trim your beard. Why would you listen to this woman? He's like, nope, whatever she wants. And I was like, yes, smart man. And the other guy, his name was Devin. I don't think it matters that I share his name. I was like, Devin, I'm going to just need you to take a step back right now. (laughs) You're not adding to the conversation. I don't know why you're, we're not talking about you shaving your beard. He's already on board to shave his beard. Let it be. (laughs) And I even, I commented on his beard the first night. So I was a little confused as to why he didn't show up the second time with a trimmed beard and he actually has braces which he was supposed to get off the week before i was there um now some of you listening might be like lucy would go out with a guy with braces here's the thing about braces it's someone who's trying to make themselves better and take care of they go to the dentist means that they go to the do you (laughs) yeah so um they're not the most attractive thing especially on a 40 something year old man but at the same time like maybe he couldn't afford them earlier Mm -hmm. he wanted to fix he had a gap in his teeth and he did so when we were taking pictures he said he's not used to smiling so he feels like his smiles 
awkward. And so between Graceland, where he was smiling in pictures with me and the bar, he was like, I practiced my smile. What do you think? And he gave me like this funny ass smile. And I was like, that's the perfect smile for your elementary school pictures, which everyone <laughs> knows what I mean when I say that, right? It's a very distinct smile. And I said, you know what that time would have been? been spent on and been a better investment shaving your fucking beard why didn't you <laughs> shave your fucking beard <laughs> so anyway so that's how we got there so we had another drink at the last place i've now had four cocktails which means they had more than one shot in them at least the last three and i am drunk and i call my uber and we're walking and that bar closes we're getting kicked out <laughs> And he's walking and I'm calling it to go to his building because I'm going to wait in the vestibule there because the bar kicked us out. Right. It was, again, like another 15 or 20 minutes before it kept Ooh, get a me. lot so of like, things can happen in 15 minutes. Correct. So he was like, just come. Why don't you just come wait inside? And he wanted to show me he owns a house. Mm -hmm. He owns two cars, but he doesn't live in his house. He lives in an apartment because he likes living downtown. Which is interesting, okay. right? Is he you would want to be like his house. It's at least he is renting his house. Yeah, yes, and in addition to working for um for the, the FAA, FAA, he is in the National Guard. Okay, which you would not expect from me because I'm so like uh, liberal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's not a Trump supporter, and he's yeah, not liberal all, too, yeah. and. Yeah. And his best gay friend that was there, you know, his best friend, I'm sorry, is gay. So like, obviously he's not conservative and all that stuff. So I go in his apartment and I was drunk. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't remember all the details. We made out for a while. He convinced me to cancel that Uber. Also something about cuddling. We ended up banging. Yay. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I was excited. Half expect well, I didn't want to expect good news, but you know the the way the way that um, uh, Memphis has been checking a lot of the boxes since the beard. Yeah, he was very cute about everything. Um, he was respectful when I told him, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know. We were, were down. It's like a loft. His apartment. We were downstairs. We were making out on his couch. Whatever. I think he ate my pussy down there. And then we went up like, and I wouldn't go upstairs. And then we went upstairs. But so the funny thing was, and again, I only remember bits and pieces of it. So there are some chunks <laughs> missing. Cocktails. Okay. Um, so yeah. And at one point he said to his friends, she's a lightweight. I said, um, I prefer the term cheap date. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and he also liked, by the way, when we were at Grayson, he tried to pay for my ticket, which like an $80 ticket. He paid for my lunch. He tickets yeah, are that expensive in Graceland. Wow. Yeah, and he bought like I wanted a magnet. He bought my magnet. Like he was just like very insistent about everything. Um, and the, and like I tried to buy the lunch because he was driving me, and you don't know me. Why would you? You know what I mean? He's like, it's a date, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, then I'm paying. I was like, okay. Um, and so anyway, so I went up to his bedroom, which is in the loft. And, um, <laughs> I was pretty drunk while we were fucking. So I remember stopping him at one point when we were doggy style. So I could go to the bathroom. I was like, sorry, I know this is such a terrible time, but like, I have to go to the bathroom. I remember, um, him having a weird foot thing, Ooh. which he claimed later is not a foot thing, but I'll get back to that in a minute. I remember he liked his nipples being played with a lot, which is not my favorite okay. thing to do 
I don't know why. It just seems like a little feminine, or I don't know. My nipples are too sensitive, so I don't want playing around. People playing around with those. Oh, interesting. Um, so we fucked one full time, but you know, with the bathroom break Uh in the middle, that's what I remember. Um, I don't remember his cock being epic, but I remember it being good. And he made a concerted effort to make me come. He was not able to, but he because really, you were, really because, because you were drunk or because you needed a little bit more instructions or I tried to give him lots of <laughs> because I was so drunk. I gave him a lot. of. I was like, are you doing the hook? <laughs> <laughs> I gave him way too many and they were not elegant instructions. I was like, eat my ass. Like they were not elegant instructions. They were not subtle in any way. And while his face was, what is it? Oh, well, I, think I mean, it was messy. I don't think depends it depends on how you say it. But fuck. if somebody told me like, eat my ass, like, fuck. Yeah. So while his face is buried in my pussy, I was like, what's your last name? <laughs> So he like, he lifts his head, he says his last name and it's a, an odd last name. And so then he says it's Native American and, and he continues to eat my pussy. And with his face in my pussy, he goes, what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> it was oh. hilarious. Um, so it was fine. It was casual. Uh, he was very excited. And then he like sucked on my dirty ass toes that we'd been dancing in, in my old nasty dance shoes and from my gig all over in the back behind the bar. And I was laughing at him that he had this foot thing. So then we fall asleep and he really wanted to cuddle. He was so excited for me to be there, but he had guard duty the next day. So he got like a half an hour of sleep because we stayed up all night doing Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And then I wake up and he's showered and in his fatigues and I, or no, he was showered and I didn't even pay attention to him. I just knew I had to get up and get dressed and get the fuck out of there. So I get up out of the bed and I was like, oh my God, all my clothes are downstairs. So I have to do like a naked walk of shame with all the lights on. It's indoors. Go get my clothes. Cause they're downstairs to him. To his, I That's was totally like, fine. you know, um, so I go downstairs, I get dressed. I wanted my water, which I'd left upstairs. So I went back upstairs and now he's in all his fatigues. And I was like, I've made some really interesting life choices today on this trip. <laughs> I think it was um, a, a successful trip. Yeah. So then he gave me a ride back to Velvetina's house. Um, it was like six 30 in the morning. I had to wake her up so she could let me in. And I still had my show makeup on dude. So like we had made out enough that all of the lipstick was gone but my eyeliner and eyelashes were still like on but wonky so <laughs> from a facial perspective it's the worst walk of shame I've ever done and Velvetina actually sent me this really funny TikTok and she's like is this what you look like on Saturday morning I was like pretty much yep <laughs> um so that that'll, that'll have to be our picture for this episode but um I was just praying she wasn't going to greet me at the door because I didn't want to see anyone else. And as I'm getting out of his car in like the middle of the street, he's like trying to make out with me. And I'm like, I got morning, like hangover mouth. This is not cute. Um, I get out and he's like, I want to see you again later. He had bought tickets with his friends that night while we were at the bar to the show. So he's now coming to the show again. Text me the next day, blah, blah, blah. I went and did stuff with Velvetina. It was super fun. Then they show up at the show and I'm a little awkward about it because I'm a little shy and all the things that happened and Velvetina wanted to know the whole thing. I told her the whole thing. And then we go out afterwards and 
he said something to me and I was like, yeah, I told her. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, I told her. He's like, you told her what? I was like, everything. I said, I tell everyone everything. And he's like, you're, I'm so into you that I'm not even mad at you. I said, that's good. Cause I'm going to tell everyone everything, which obviously is true because we're doing this podcast, <laughs> which he doesn't quite know about. But before I left Memphis, I gave him my Instagram and he stalked it. I guess he just overlooked the fact that I have a podcast and the whole parade of dicks thing. He did sort of like, he invited me to Las Vegas that night. Um, so he wants to fly me out to Las Vegas later this month for another rendezvous and to be his plus one at his friend's wedding. Um, That's quick. Con- Light work. Con- Look at that. He wants to oh. continue to see me. He's like, can he come here or do I want to meet him someplace else? And as since I've been back I text him I said you do recognize that I'm like a broke ass artist like I don't have money to do all these things he's like I don't care how much money you have you do something that you love I'm not worried about it I just want to see you which is amazing yeah so he wants to find me to Vegas and if I can get the time off of work I'm gonna go um he's down to meet other places and do other things and you know I'm not as excited about him as he is because I'm like you know still very guarded post breakup I told him all of that stuff and it's scary like traveling to meet someone you don't know very well or having him come stay in my house it's too soon for that Um, but you know I have a friend in Memphis so maybe I could go down there again and I'm totally open to meeting other places that's fun like that's just a fun thing to do. He wanted to fuck again. And honestly, I did too. But um, there just kind of wasn't time in the night. We hung out with him and his friend a little bit the last night, but I was not at all in the mood for dancing. I did not want to be hung over on my flight home. Velvetina was with us that night. I didn't want to be rude to her. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It just didn't make sense. Um, he asked me if it was good. And I was like, it was okay. And Velvetina's like, you couldn't give him that. He's such a sweetheart. Like she really liked him for me. And I was like, I'm not going to tell him it was great. And I, he's like, what, what do you mean? And he was like, butthurt about it. And I was like, well, you didn't make me come. He's like, I know, but I tried. I was like, you tried very hard, like full recognition. I know that you tried. It just didn't happen. Sometimes it just doesn't happen, whatever. But like, that's sort of the line of like, is it good or is it not good? I don't care about the fucking as much. Did you make me come or you didn't make me come? Still though. And those are facts. So yeah. then he was he was annoyed that I told her about the foot thing and she, and he was like I don't have a foot fetish why would you tell her you, you, I have a foot fetish <laughs> I was like you do you sucked on my toes like you definitely have a, a foot fetish and she's like no wait a minute that's not necessarily true she and so she asked him she's like is it that you have a foot thing or is it that you just like were so into her you wanted to like have every part of her and he was like yeah that's hot and even though I was not at all into having my toes sucked, him saying that makes it so much hotter. Well, again, I so again, it, we're combining so many inputs and so many data points in here. I will just take the win. All you had to do is move to a different state. See, see, our hypothesis is correct. It's just that it's a little bit toxic in bigger cities right now. That it is, yeah. uh, it's not conducive for, well, again, I'm not saying it, it you, you can't find the love of your life and somebody that will push you to the greatest heights in, in New York. You can 100%. It's just not as 
accessible or as easy as 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 organic as people might 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 think it is. So see that the the forty dollar uh, remote bumble. He was or, already talking looking for jobs. There you go. Already paid for itself. <laughs> but he yeah. was already talking about taking jobs where he can work remotely. He's not married to Memphis. I'm not married to here. He's like, you know, trying to go on these trips. He's like, I know I'm not like you're not my girlfriend, but like, I don't care if you see other people, but can I see you again? Can we see where this goes? He also called it lovemaking. And I was like, yuck. I was like, do you normally talk it's like that? Words. to people? And it's he just was words. like, no. And I was like, well, don't talk like that to me. It's not hot. No, you use that all the time too. Lovemaking is gross. Do you make love with someone who you're in love with that you really know it's a different thing. You're like breathing into each other's mouths and you like are fucking each other's souls. That's not what it was. We were just fucking. It was a little fling, the hookup, whatever. It's not lovemaking. Don't call it lovemaking when it's so soon. That cheapens actual lovemaking and love in general. Yeah. Well, either way. Um, so I mean, I, I like anyway, her- that was my date. I- yeah, I still prefer saying lovemaking than than banging or sex. But either way, to each his own. The point of the matter is, wait, when is he visiting? He keeps on t- talking about meeting elsewhere, but when when is he going to come to see you? I don't want him to visit yet. I told him I'd rather meet somewhere else yet because I don't want him coming and staying in my house. First of all, his house is way fancier than mine, um, but it's also in Memphis. And, yeah, exactly. you know, this is the house I still lived in with my ex. It's intimate having someone come and stay in your house. So, and it's more fun to go someplace and meet someone for a little rendezvous. So I said, let's meet, let's do Vegas in a few weeks and see how that goes and go from there. There is one other little thing. Oh, wait, can you still hear me? Yeah, there's one other little thing. It's something gross. He is uncircumcised. What? I don't know if he's circumcised to be honest I, <laughs> I didn't even see his I felt it but I didn't see it you know what I mean you were dark. that drunk I don't I think Aww. he is but I couldn't tell you it was dark in there and yes okay. I was um I like I said I remember bits and pieces he's like well do you remember liking the fucking I was like I don't remember a lot <laughs> wow I sorry these are facts I don't regret it I don't regret it but i don't remember all of it but something that i did remember pretty late the next day which is totally fucking gross that i'm about to tell you that i feel embarrassed that i'm about to share about another person's body however while we were fucking i put my hand on his back and he has one of those cysts like the dr pimple popper cysts Okay, okay, okay. That's like a big, it's like this big, it's big. A silver dollar big sis. Okay. Yeah, and like like a golf ball. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you were really, that's that's not how you break, how you like pinpoint some insecurities of other people. No, no, I should not have done that, but I was honestly (laughs) drunk. And I was shocked. And I was like, what is that? He said, what? And he's like, I said, why don't you get it taken care of? And he was like, well, it doesn't, it doesn't cause any problems or something. I don't know. I don't know why he didn't, but I think it's odd. And then I think about going to Las Vegas. We're going to sit at a pool with that thing on his back. I hope he takes care of it before then. That's fucking weird. And 
when I remembered and told Velveteen that the next day, we were really confused because again, someone who has braces is someone that's taking care of themselves, trying to better themselves. He was joking because the radio in his car wasn't working. I was like, listen, I don't have a car. Like, who am I to judge? I can never get your radio working, right? So like, who am I to judge? I saw Elvis's pool. It was tiny. I was like, but I don't have a pool. So who the fuck am I to judge? Um, but it doesn't line up someone that's going to take care of themselves and has braces, but also has this giant growth on their back. Those two Sometimes, things don't make sense. No, I mean, like, you know, cysts like those, it's kind of like a mole where it's a surgical procedure, which is weird. Coming back to one of my dates, the person that I did bring home, she did have a couple of big moles on her belly that she was kind of insecure when I started touching it, like inadvertently. But again, certain Big moles are gross. I'm a person that has moles and big moles are fucking gross. Yeah. And even last year, I had a bunch of tiny ones removed just because I removed. thought they were gross. Yeah. And then sometimes if your mole or your cyst is or your growth is that big, it's kind of like a, a big surgery for something extremely cosmetic. So some people would rather a little bit more natural. But again, I'm I'm Ugh. sure Ugh. Like I, oh, in, in my culture, taking moles out is very unlucky. So um Oh, right. I forgot that. Well, I'm very unlucky then because I've had a bunch of them removed. Big ones are gross and that thing needs to be dealt with. And I don't know how to tell him that. And then here's the other thing is like, you know, you meet a guy and you're like, he's a really, he's a sweetheart. He's so complimentary. He doesn't care. He said, I want to, he, he, I told him some of my dating stories in New York and he's like, I want to treat you like the queen that you deserve. And he wasn't even on my hinge where it says something like that. Like he's just seemingly a very good person who knows he could be love bombing me you know and i'm like is mm-hmm. this how he really is or is he just like feeding me bullshit you just, to get in my you just need to see him a little bit more because like again like three years none of, three none of my point john my mm-hmm. point is that even with all that aside all of those wonderful qualities any woman looks at a guy like that and is like okay he needs to trim his beard he needs to fix this thing on his back. Obviously his braces were supposed to come off last week. They'll come off, you know, in a week or whatever. He's got to fix the car and you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. but that's how we are. We're like evaluating a situation when we meet it. And these are things that are like when you and I talk about how you are going to, you've been sort of waiting in your life to buy a house with someone, Mm -hmm. or like I told you, you needed to upgrade your firm furniture, right? So you had more adult furniture. These are the things people think about when they see someone might come to my house. I have adult furniture, but they might think I need a better apartment. Um, depending if they have a fancy mm-hmm. apartment, you know what I mean? So like, or I even mentioned about my job and I see him, he's got a great job and he's not worried about money at all, but I'm like, why aren't you taking care of yourself? And then when I said that to Velveteen, she's like, he's a single guy. He probably doesn't care. But also to me, I'm like, he's a single guy who wants to meet a wife. How's he going around with a growth on his back? Well, you yeah. did not let that happen. If that was on you, you would get it fixed. It depends. Again, some, some, it's a, it's a certain, it's assist is a weird cosmetic complication for like, it's really highly dependent. Some people is like, yes, as soon as I can take it out, I can take it out. But some people surgeries are weird. So, I mean, I, I would have to stab his back slightly in Vegas and squeeze it out. Excuse I it. could not. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But I'm actually just really glad that look at you. A couple of days. Southern boyfriend. Again. And, and the plan works. The, um, the swiping remotely works. 
right? And he knows I'm fucking other people, seeing other people. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, but that's who. That's why he's trying to be very aggressive and blocking other people's opportunities and dating. That's just moves. And you know, again, if you're not, it's it's not necessarily cheating, but the 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 saying of if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. That applies in dates too. If you know, if you find somebody that you like, you lock him down as soon as you can. That's just how it yeah. goes. Right. And then look at you. You got, well, again, it's the idea of I had uh, my first fling. I've never had a fling. I've never had like a, a I, not I, a vacation fling. Never. I think I have, uh, I've had a vacation fling once or twice, but no, the more important thing, it's like, see, the fling is easy, but the follow-up is hard and you have the follow-up, at least the intent for the follow-up. And it's even like, even more, there, I say romantic than most because you're going to go, you know, you're going to fly. You're going to have rendezvous in a neutral ground where you are both on vacation and you can see. So usually that's, it takes a, l- a little while for couples to go on a vacation together. So that's good. I and, mean, we're, there's no schedule. And here. he wants, he wants a powder blue suit to wear to the wedding because he wants to make it like super tacky and vintage, which obviously is my jam. So oh. like. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm just like, you know, let's let's make sure to concentrate on the 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 wins because we don't want to get hung up on like you not I knowing know. if you came because again, it might be you because you were drunk. I still enjoyed it. I didn't say go. I That's didn't enjoy it and he did try. Thing. You know, so it's fine. Um, yeah. I I would have, and I said to him, I want to do it again. So like, obviously I didn't hate it. I just, and he felt really bad. And I was like, some the first time, like if it had been more awkward, I might not. It's the idea that you, um, are you there? Mic test, mic test. Lucy froze. Yeah. that way but like I was really drunk and and he was just like it's not a no and he asked me today what I feel like I am still here John L. <laughs> my internet is unstable can you hear me yeah I can hear you now uh okay I could see you but you froze too sorry about yeah. that it's just our connection have to edit that little bit out um no but yeah I mean again it's a win the plan works that you know when you travel get more gigs out of town, you can scope the local talent. And that's, that's the thing too. It's like, I think the beauty of, you know, like working remotely, like on my end is, you know, I, as the traditional, like say breadwinner provider of a, of a new nuclear family, you know, can do it anywhere. And you, you, you're the perspective person you might meet most likely they can work remotely too. So they can either consider moving closer to like a, a New York or somewhere elsewhere, like uh, uh, the dance. He's already talking right. about jobs out here. He's already talking about working remotely. He asked how I feel about having a long distance relationship already. Like Bonnie always said we would be treated like goddesses anywhere else. And maybe that's true. So, See, oh, you know what? Again, the, I know that uh, uh, just like, uh, circling back to our previous episode is again, that's why I am gonna expend the energy now because I know I'm going to run out of the, the, the looking energy and then 
convert the energy into something that is uh, also equally scary, but also might be equally rewarding or even more so rewarding and uh, definitely going to be fun. It's like, I need to move. I'm too comfortable in my rent stabilized apartment across the park that is super duper cheap. I need to either move to maybe Vinegar Hill, maybe Brooklyn Heights, maybe the uh, Upper East Side, or like I'm thinking like, yeah, Riverdale, some, somewhere. I'll just move. Hobo You're bugging out now. You're bugging out now. That means the episode has been too long. Thank you for <laughs> listening. None of that's going to happen. We will be back soon with more stories of fucking, or not fucking, depending on what happens. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.